off the pads of Desmet. They score! The Lions tie up the game. 42 seconds remaining in the second period. They give it to Rodney. Shot put on. He scores! He cuts into the zone. Drops it off for Miller. Now for Bresingham. A shot. He scores! Welcome back, Lions fans. This is episode two of the three that we promised you this week. Today on Between Shifts, the Linwood Hockey Podcast, we discuss the start of the Lady Lions season with associate head coach Chrissy Keogh and graduate student and captain Megan Wagner. We also, for the first time all year, talk ACHA Men's Division II action with assistant captain Braxton Walby. First, we're going to start it off with Lady Lions, and the Lady Lions start CHA conference play this weekend as they host Syracuse University Friday, 2 p.m., and Saturday at 12.30 p.m. The Lady Lions enter this weekend with an overall record of 0-6-0 with losses at home to Wisconsin and on the road at St. Cloud State and Minnesota State. The Lions have had one of the toughest non-conference schedules in all of NCAA this year. And even though it's been a tough stretch for the Lady Lions, there have been a lot of positives that they can build off of. We caught up with Associate Head Coach Christy Keo to discuss just that. So without keeping you waiting any longer, here's the interview with Associate Head Coach Christy Keo. Now we bring in Linwood Women's Associate Head Coach Christy Keo. Christy, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, so obviously after six games, not not the full results that you guys would want, but obviously there have been some, some good things. Um, we'll talk here a little bit about that third period last game, but what do you take out of these past six games that will help you guys leading into conference play that starts this weekend against Syracuse? Yeah, I mean, we're very lucky to play the competitive schedule that we do for non-conference. And I think I kind of said this in the last last time we met, but, you know, I think the big thing for us is that we want to make sure that we're as as ready to go as possible um, for our conference games. And I think we played three really good opponents um, and we learned what we can do really well at. I mean, I just even today I was meandering through our stats, comparing fall up to this point you know, for this season and then our fall schedule from last season. And you look at every stat line and we're ahead of the curve by a lot compared to last season. And I think for us, that's a positive thing. We're scoring more goals. We're taking care of the puck as far as not getting a lot of turnovers. So we're doing a lot of little things, right? We just got to get some consistency in the D zone. So as, as far as, you know, taking some of that momentum that or how do you take the momentum from the third period you guys had against Minnesota state where you popped in five and continue to roll that into this conference weekend? I mean, I think um, as far as, you know, questioning, do we have the ability or um, you know, do we have the gas in us to be able to do it? That question no longer on the table because uh, the girls proved it to themselves that they have the ability to do that. And I think that's why we play those tough non-conference opponents because we need to be able to, to show ourselves that we can compete, that we can keep ourselves in those games. And we dug ourselves, unfortunately, into a tough hole against Bankato. And um, honestly, it was pretty awesome to be on the bench and watch 
the girls just roll with that, that momentum. You see that first goal go in, you're like, all right, that was a nice goal. Next one goes in, you're like good working, good hardworking goal. Then that next one goes in and you can just see the look in everyone's eyes. It was, you know, all business. Everyone was focused. And, you know, I think for us going into conference play, especially starting with Syracuse, who's, you know, been a tough opponent for us in the past. Um, I think this puts us where we want to be confidence wise going into the weekend. Yeah. So just touching on what you're talking about, like the, the thought of we can play uh, is that maybe, maybe the only downfall to having such a, a big group of incoming players, whether they're freshmen or transfers and playing Wisconsin week one and Wisconsin just being the powerhouse. It is, it just takes, you know, it's hard to have confidence when you're such a new group and it, it is. It's tough. I mean, it's definitely tough and it's meant to be tough. I think um, if you watch, you know, the first period and a half, first two periods of the first game are there, you wouldn't have known that we were going into a game playing the number one team in the country. Um, our kids respected them, but they worked their butts off and um, we were, we were in the game and then, you know, slowly little mistakes that we made, they capitalized on. And I think, Honestly, I know it's hard to see from the outside in, but from a continuity standpoint, we from, you know, running lines to who who's got chemistry together. Um, that weekend was a good weekend for us to test out some different lines. And then I think moving into St. Cloud and Mankato, you started to see some of that chemistry come together with the, you know, the goals that we're putting in. And then you look at that last Mankato game and I think you started to see it come together. Now, would we have loved to uh, not have the first penalty of the game called in overtime? I think that that probably would have been helpful to be able to stay high up with that, that confidence level. But again, we were, we were able to put some good stuff together from it. So as far as, you know, conference play, um, when it comes to your out of conference, like we talked about, you guys play the cream of the crop, but as far as conference play, what difference, every conference has their differences, right? But what, yeah. what is the difference between, teams like Wisconsin that you played and, and teams that are in your conference, like what, what's that difference and what do you expect to be that difference? Yeah. I, I would say that you like, you look at our league and we have teams that can compete with anybody in, in other leagues. I think the CHA is very well known as a physical conference. Like there's a lot of big girls um, as far as like, you've got, you know, your, your six foot players. Um, but it's just known, like it's a, it's a blue collar physical league. Um, that really makes it so it's any weekend can be anyone's game. Um, I mean, you look, for example, at Penn State, who fairly dominated last season in our conference, gets to conference playoffs and Syracuse finds a way to, to work, work hard and, and earn, earn their way past them through the conference playoffs. So I think for us, like we've always known that our leagues, you know, that that gritty work hard along the boards going to make you earn it league. And I think looking at like a WCHA or a hockey East, those tends, those tend to be a little bit more speed finesse than, um, than the physicality. Now that that play might still be there here and there, but it's not as, I don't think it's as, um, you know, as, as glaring as it is in our league. So, you know, as far as Syracuse, um, they are a little bit more of a physical team besides that. What all, what do you expect as a coaching staff and as a team from Syracuse this coming weekend? They've always been an extremely hardworking team. I mean, I'm going into my third season and I've always known that 
not only are they going to make us earn every puck battle, but they're a team that, um, you know, they find ways to, to earn the puck in the back of the net. And um, they like, I, I don't think I've ever seen them pull, pull their foot off, foot off the gas. Um, so I think we definitely got to be able to respect that about them for sure. Well, Christy, thank you for your time. Lions fans, you can catch the, the Lady Lions in action Friday, 2 p.m. and again, Saturday at 1230. Christy, have a great night. Awesome. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Once again, we'd like to thank Christy for her time. Our next guest is a fifth-year grad student for the Lady Lions who currently leads the team with three goals. In her career as a Lion, she's played in 121 games, scoring 18 goals, adding 24 assists for a total of 42 points. So without further ado, we'll get you over to Lady Lion captain, Megan Wagner. We're joined by Linwood Lady Lions captain, Megan Wagner. Megan, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. So let's start it off with this question. How does a native Chicagoan, probably a Blackhawks fan, end up in uh, the heart of blues country in St. Charles at Lindenwood? Yeah, that's a tough, tough bounce. But um, during the recruiting process, a main thing for me was staying close to home. I'm very family based and I'm close with my family. So um, there's not a lot of schools in the Midwest for um, women's ice hockey besides like the top schools like Minnesota obviously has a couple teams in Wisconsin so once I toured Lindenwood um, I think it was my sophomore year of college I really liked the campus and so I decided to come here and it's been awesome. So being family oriented like you said um, your parents four children have all played college hockey who's the best? That's a tough one. Um, Would it be easier to say, is the youngest the worst? <laughs> it might be. Um, we're a very competitive family. So giving the satisfaction of someone the best. Um, on paper, I would have to say my older brother, who's currently still playing in the AHL, and he went to Wisconsin. So it's a bit of a big accomplishment. But we all definitely have the same style of play. We're very, like, fast players and we work hard and we're more gritty um we try to score obviously but we all have the same style of play but I would have to say my older brother even though I know his head's gonna grow when I say that well so if you don't like to uh pump anybody's tires um <laughs> has anybody in your family like ever gone viral on Vine or TikTok or anything like that oh that would be my little brother if we're talking who's the funniest in our family I have to give that to Sean because he is a different breed when it comes to being funny. I think he begged me to get that line in there. So. <laughs> um, so talking about, you know, the recruiting process and choosing Lindenwood, um, obviously from the time you stepped on campus as a freshman to now starting your fifth year, there's been a lot of changes. The biggest one obviously is the rank. Um, but what other, changes inside that program have you seen in your five years um a lot actually like you said so the rink being obviously the most amazing change because it's way closer to campus and it's an amazing facility but obviously coaching staff I had my first two years I had a different coach and so bringing in the new coaches 
I would say has changed the culture like tremendously. Like we have such a good culture. We have relationship with our coaches. Like we're all really good friends, like my team. Um, so I would say the culture and just like the staff has its own, like they're come every day to like make us better. And so I would say that's the biggest change. Obviously our style of play on the ice has changed and things like that and our record and stuff. But as like a team culture, I would say that's the biggest change. As far as that culture, being a captain um, and being a fifth year, uh, like I said, like I said, how do you, or what do you do to make sure that that culture that you've helped build these past five years stays long, long past the time you leave? Um, I think that comes with like, we stress as a team that everyone on the team is a leader. Um, we're very, um, we like to like build each other up in that sense. And so like the captains right now, we like to build leaders up um, currently. So we actually give accountability to two of the younger players to instill those like core values in them. Um, but I would just say like, we all instill like working hard and our eth- like work ethic is like very strong to us. And obviously like teams can be more skilled than us, but we all like bring our effort and attitude like every day. So I think that's one of the things we want to keep um, in the program after I leave and stuff. But yeah, I think we have a very good culture and I hope it stays for uh, many years. Yeah, that's, I mean, being part of the guys program, um, that's one thing that I think all three teams instill from the minute you walk through that door is that, 100%. Is that yeah. culture. Um, as far as you, what do you can contribute to your quick start of three goals in six games? Um, yeah, it's exciting. I think I just, honestly, last year when I was deciding um, if I should come back, Kehoe, my assistant coach, actually said to me, she was like, I would hate to see you like leave as soon as you're peaking type of thing. And I think what changed for me was like my confidence. Um, we worked a lot about confidence on our team and like building each other up and stuff. And I would just say my confidence changed, um, obviously from being a freshman to being a fifth year, I would say that grew, um, a lot. And so I'm happy to get points for the team because that's one thing we struggle with is consistently scoring. And so to be able to help that is very exciting. So opening up CHA play this weekend, Syracuse comes to town from playing Syracuse the past four years. What can you expect out of? Syracuse that you can uh, kind of give advice to some of the seven new coming players that you have that will be playing Syracuse for the first time? Yeah. So I think Syracuse, they're a good team. They're solid. They're very big. They play an aggressive style of game. They're not going to give you that time and space. As for our past with Syracuse, we have not done the best. I think we have this superstition about them that they can beat us, but I think we're just as good as them and we can beat them any day. Um, but I would just say like, know to move the puck fast and like, they're going to play the body. So expect that and be able to give it back to them. Um, but I think it should be two very like good games coming up. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, I think there's a running joke in your locker room that you can officially retire now. So now that you've been on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you can. Um, again, yeah. Megan, thanks for your time. Lions fans, you can check out the Lady Lions Friday, 2 p.m. and Saturday at 12.30 p.m. 
Uh, thanks a lot, Megan. Thank you for having me. Again, a big thanks to Megan Wagner for taking some time out to chat with us this week. Fans, like I said, you can catch the Lady Lions in action this weekend as they open up CHA play against Syracuse. Puck drops Friday, 2 p.m. and Saturday at 12.30 p.m. We're going to change topics a bit now and turn our attention for the first time this season to the ACHA Men's Division II Lions as they head into a spotlight weekend versus National Powerhouse Florida Gulf Coast. Um, For some of you Lions fans who might not be new to this rivalry, Florida Gulf Coast did defeat the Lions in the National Championship in 2018. Um, So there's a bit of bit of a tension when it comes to this rivalry and there's that's the reason this is a spotlight weekend for the D2 Lions. Earlier this week we caught up with assistant captain Braxton Walby. We're joined tonight by Linwood Division 2 assistant captain Braxton Walby. Braxton how are you? Good how are you? Not too bad not too bad. So heading into your senior season this year um how does a kid from Wisconsin end up here at Lindenwood to play college hockey? Well, um, it's funny enough, uh, just the journey itself has been wild. Um, ever since I was a little kid, um, dad had me in skates, especially when he was doing his uh, professional career um, through the minors. And, uh, you know, being a kid from Mississippi, I lived there 11 years and uh, hockey wasn't too big. But whenever I got the chance to play either ice or roller, um, I took advantage of it. And then it, as soon as uh, it transitioned up into Wisconsin, I really started to take hockey a little bit more serious, uh, especially being um, a kid from Mississippi. I focused on baseball. But when I transitioned to hockey, um, I had my father um, help me along the way into high school. Um, and then it kind of transitioned um, outside of high school into juniors. You know, I didn't really know if I wanted to play. Um, it wasn't until a former player of my dad's uh, gave me an opportunity to play junior hockey and further my career, um, just about 45 minutes away from home. And, um, I, you know, it escalated from there. And then I bounced around from junior league from Minnesota to all the way to Cape Cod and then you know, I was sick and tired of getting punched in the face, so I uh, decided to look at schools around not only the the Midwest, but family and uh, connections, and I ended up at Lindenwood. I wasn't recruited at all. Um, I kind of just uh, sh- showed up and uh, showed up to tryouts um, and uh, kind of went from there. So I know, obviously, seeing you on the ice, uh, first couple of years, a little bit more of a stay-at-home D-man. Uh, can eat a puck with the best of them. Um, but who would you say, you know, your game's evolved a little bit to be a little bit more offensive, but who do you say you model your game after? Um, honestly, uh, towards, you know, the beginning of my career at Lindenwood and everything like that, it was more of a Nicholas Chalmerson kind of feel to it. Um, obviously, um, I've gravitated away from it um, a tad bit, um, more on the offensive aspect of it. Um but seeing him play for the Hawks and um, just seeing him give a hundred percent every night um, doing the little things to help the team. Um, you know, that's kind of the old school mindset that I grew up with and I, I tried to model it after. So as far as 
the D2 team itself, um, the past couple of years, they've had a, a pretty distinguished core of guys that um, used up all five years. You were on the tail end of that core. So with that core ending with Dylan Miller, Ty Ennis, Michael Schrader, how does the new core of you, Josh Lynn, uh, Bobby Bross, how do you guys continue that culture that was built from that first group? Um, just, uh, it's not easy, especially losing um, key guys that have built this program. And Gary reminds us every day um, about it. Um, just kind of keeping the culture and what uh, we stand for and what it was, um, you know, before we got there and how it was built. Um, as those guys left, um, you know, Gary and I, Lynn, sat down at a coffee shop and we really went over what we wanted to accomplish this year and kind of the mindset and um, taking the old culture and I would say tweaking it or modifying it into a new one where it has a new life to it or a new uh, mentality to it. Um, it's a best of both worlds at this point. Um, uh, kind of a skill family culture with a long of um, with a little more grit and uh, we'll call you out when it needs to be and keeping people accountable. So going back to the comment about uh, your evolving game and trying to get a little bit more offensive, uh, eight months ago, the same place you guys will be heading not heading to this weekend, Florida Gulf Coast, I think was your real coming out party as far as that. Uh, adding two goals in game one and the start of that two-game sweep, uh, how much confidence did those two goals give you to carry through the rest of last season and into this season? It actually uh... – propelled me into a very more offensive minded. I knew that the two goals, um, it, it gave me confidence, obviously, but it also showed that I can make a pretty big difference in a, um, a big game as long or as, as, uh, Florida Gulf coast goes. Um, but, um, the win is kind of what I was striving for. I was doing it for the seniors or the guys that, um, you know, had a very big focus on Florida Gulf Coast and the history they had behind them. So I was just doing everything I could um, to help um, alleviate some pressure game one, um, which ended um, ended up a sweep in our favor. So, Just a little backstory for some of the listeners that don't know. Florida Gulf Coast had, uh, in 2014, knocked out Linwood in a de facto quarterfinal to win pool play. Uh, 2018 the Lions lost to them in the national finals. Um, and that whole core that we referred to that was gone, that's gone this year. That was the core that took that team to the final. Um, so heading into this weekend down in Florida, what do you expect out of your, your group and your room? Um, I expect a lot, actually. Um, you know, we've got um, a really good group. Obviously, that's a very big cliche thing to say. Uh, when it comes with sports teams, but I think we're better than what we were last year. Um, you know, we have a lot more offensive minded uh, um, defensemen and or um, forwards. So, you know, I like Mark, Michael Jordan said, you know, he never expects anything out of his players unless um, unless he can do it himself. So I'm kind of having the mindset of this is my last year. Um you know, I'm going to give every game my 110%, and I hope that the guys behind me 
um, can help lead towards that. And I think uh, positive things will come out of that. All right, Lions fans. Uh, thanks, Braxton, for the short time today. Um, Lions fans, you can catch your D2 Lions in action at Florida Gulf Coast this weekend. We'll provide the stream um, in the link to this podcast. Good luck, Braxton. Go take two. Thank you. Have a good night. Again, a big thanks to Braxton for taking some time to spend with us this weekend, heading into a huge, huge weekend against Florida Gulf Coast. Um, little background about the ACHA D2 rankings and uh, the way their national format plays out is they're broken up into four regions, a northeast, a southeast, a central, and a west. Uh, Linwood is in the central. Florida Gulf Coast is in the southeast. Um, top two teams from those regions, based on the rankings, get auto bids to nationals. And then the other two teams that come out of each region that go to nationals to form the 16 teams at nationals have to go through regional play, and they have to come out winners of their region um, as a one of the top two seeds to win through regionals in order to be able to advance to the national tournament, which is in St. Louis, Missouri this year. So these games really are are very big for the D2 Lions. Um, we'd love to love to see them take two down at Florida Gulf Coast for two seasons in a row. Again, Lions fans, you can catch those men's Division II Lions in action at Florida Gulf Coast via their stream. The website will be in the link to this podcast. You can also Google Big Dog Hockey or go to www bdehockey.com and find the Florida Gulf Coast tab. Thank you Lions fans for listening to episode two this week. Well, Remember we have one more coming your way here at Between Shifts the Linwood Hockey Podcast. Hope to see you guys at the rink and let's go Lions! Picked up by the Lions center on front a shot from Ferret they score! To the net, 2-1-0, a shot, they score! Bryce Leaguer on the doorstep. Give it to Wagner, three on one up the ice if the Lions hurry. Wagner into the zone, Adamy in front, they score! Casey Adamy with a deflection in the goal crease and the Lions cut back into the lead, it's 4-2.